0: As I said, talking about, um, I, the interesting thing to me is, is this even possible? But um, it's a cybersecurity bill brought forward by the federal government yesterday. And, you know, the reception it's receiving, by and large, is, you know what, this isn't bad. This isn't bad. It's something that needs to be done. But it's not—it's it, it, far from perfect. Essentially what it does um, is it, the government says they want the power to compel cybersecurity action from a new category of what they're calling designated operators that work in four federally regulated sectors, finance, telecommunications, energy, and transportation. This would allow government to direct any designated operator in those categories to comply with measures set out in the direction for the purpose of protecting critical cyber systems. You must do this in order to protect what we see as a critical piece of our security system, uh, safe from hackers. That's what it comes down to. And then there's there's a bunch of other aspects to it as well, but that's the big one. And, and like I say, most experts are saying, you know what? We get it. It's not bad could be better. Let's find out uh, from our next guest what he thinks. Dr. Tom Keenan is a professor in the School of Architecture, Planning and Landscape at the University of Calgary and the author of the best-selling book, Techno Creep. Dr. Keenan, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Good morning, Shay. So this bill, uh, like I say, everyone seems to be in agreement that the intention here is noble and it's necessary. This is something that needs to be done. They agree on that at least, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's a problem. There's no question. Ransomware is a problem, not just for you know governments and big companies, but even little companies. Famously in Calgary, a wine store was held ransom and had to pay a ransom to get their customer list back. So you know, it's something that can affect everybody, and that's one of the problems. Because when you go out there and you define what's critical, right? Uh, uh, you you know you can miss some things. Okay, so uh, I don't know Shopify. Um, they don't sound critical because what do they do? They sell stuff online, but maybe they're somewhere in the supply chain that has something to do with cybersecurity. So, you know, it's always a problem when you try to define what is critical.
0: Well, Dr. Keenan, if you talk about some of the, you know, the ransomware attacks that we've talked most about over the past year or two, it's about healthcare system, which would not fall under federally regulated systems within the country of canada that's one of the most vulnerable one of the most often attacked and it yep. wouldn't be encompassed here
1: absolutely and that one that worries me a lot i have this scenario I, I didn't trademark it but i call it the ransomware from hell and essentially instead of saying we've taken you know hello foothills hospital we've encrypted your patient files and give us two million dollars yeah. in bitcoin or you know we'll uh, erase your files they say look we know that you have 46 Siemens MRI machines and 214 picker x-rays, and we know how to hack them. So all we're going to do is kill somebody every day until you give us $2 million. And if you think that's not possible, I found an Israeli expert who wrote seven different ways to kill somebody with an x-ray machine. What? From, you know, hitting him on the head with it to... Upping the dose so that they get radiation burns. So it is certainly possible, and that would be a pretty hard one to deal with because you can't just not use your x ray machine in a hospital.
0: So that's an obvious shortfall when it comes to this legislation. How do you fix That's the other question, Doctor, is how do you actually bring in legislation that will protect our cybersecurity, our cyber systems? I mean, cybersecurity is can, can you actually build this kind of protection in?
1: You can try. You can try. Now, I mean, it's important to note that another bunch of legislation was just introduced, which is privacy protection, yeah. right? So they so the government brought back, uh, and Michael Geist, who's a big expert on this, calls it the Groundhog Day Bill because it failed back in 2020. But the government has done something that's probably even more important to the public, which is they brought in some new privacy regulations. As an example, children will have more privacy rights. Parents will be able to go out there and... And if your teenager just made a really, really stupid Facebook <laughs> post, they or you can go out there. So I think probably the impact on most people of the privacy bill is going to exceed that of the cybersecurity bill.
0: Yeah, and it gives you the right to make sure that once it's gone, it's gone. And uh, Facebook and the other social media platforms have to make sure that it vanishes, right?
1: Yeah, now it's not perfect. Uh, It's not groundbreaking. Back in 2018, the European Union brought in the General Data Protection Regulation, GDPR. And I remember going to, I was on a committee at the university and saying, well, how does this affect us? Because it applies worldwide and it can have huge fines. And the people in charge said, well, we don't do business in Europe, but When I made them go, look, they found, like, hundreds of places where we do, like our bookstore sells a book to somebody in France. Well, that makes us subject to the uh, GDPR, because that's a European person. So, you know, what Canada has done with privacy, again, it's good. I mean, it's kind of the same thing, but it's a bit of a timid approach. And the other thing I just want to note is that... um, I know the outgoing privacy commission, Mr. Terry, and one thing he really wanted was the ability to levy fines, like the Federal Trade Commission in the U.S. fined Facebook $5 billion a couple of years ago. What they got in this bill was the ability to recommend fines to this new tribunal. And we all know what government tribunals can do, which includes nothing,
0: right? Exactly, exactly. Um, I wanted to ask you about the one change that's in this legislation. that I think is kind of because the defense from all of these social media platforms, all of these companies really is, well, you agreed to the terms of use. We told you up front. So they want to make the terms of use not some ridiculously long thing that nobody ever reads, right?
1: Yes. So the part of the legislation talks about, it's Bill C-27, talks about uh, plain language. Okay, but here's the scenario. Uh, I Whenever I make speeches... Somebody puts up their hand and says, I was just talking about a trip to Thailand. I didn't type in anything about it. My phone is eavesdropping on me. And they used to say, yeah, 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 that's nice, because I couldn't figure out how it was happening. And then I found online a plausible scenario, and here's what it is. Oh, okay. You you go on an app store, let's say not the official Apple or Google one, You, you go on some sketchy app store, and you get an app to, I don't know, put a flashlight on your phone or track something, whatever, And lo and behold, hidden in that app is code that listens to you without telling you that. Now, they might disclose that, as you just said in the term. So you're going, do you want this? Can you allow it to do this? You want to allow it to use your microphone, blah, blah, blah. Well, once you hit yes on that, you've given consent. So even in the new legislation, they have a defense, and they're probably in another country anyway, so they'll need a defense, that, yeah, just exactly as you said, you gave your permission. Yeah rust to eavesdrop. And it is uncanny. I mean, I've even had it happen to me where I was just talking on the phone and then something shows up. Now, I probably, you know, Googled Thailand or something and forgot about it. But people have convinced me that their phones are listening to them. And, you know, we need much stronger legislation.
0: I did that with a friend once because we've all heard the stories. We've all heard the rumors. So we said, you know what, I'm going to talk about getting some camping equipment to go on a camping trip and see what happens. We just just talked about it. Yep. Lo and behold, it showed up on our Facebook. I, I mean, and then they say, well, we're not listening. But somehow it's happening, doctor. We all know it is. This
1: is why I wrote Technogreep in 2014, and Shoshana Zuboff wrote The Age of Surveillance Capitalism a couple of years ago. We're trying to let people know stuff is going on behind the scenes. So my favorite example is you look at a watch on eBay, you decide not to buy it, you know, it's too expensive, and then you go to Facebook and you see an ad for that watch, and most people go, that's uncanny. Now, I know how that one happens. You've actually been sold in an online auction the fact that you're interested in that Rolex watch is worth maybe a tenth of a cent. So companies bid on you to show you the ad for that. So that one we understand. But the one where your phone goes out there and talks about the trip to Thailand after you've just said it to your friend, that one is pretty techno-creepy.
0: You're not kidding. And the question I have, and we'll end it here, is, So this legislation, all these sorts of things, I mean, like you say, it's all happening behind the scenes. It's hard to find. It's hard to track. Is it the old adage of, hey, listen, if you're carrying a cell phone, just assume you're being surveilled?
1: Absolutely. And then you got to talk about artificial intelligence, which is right. included in this new bill. And that one, the great part about that is that it orders companies to explain their artificial intelligence. Now, I have a speech where I talk about new jobs. So, you know, Mama, uh, mothers don't let your babies grow up to be Uber drivers because we know that won't be a job 10 years from now. But one thing that will be a job is explaining algorithms. And I can explain if I write a computer program, I can explain it. But if I write artificial intelligence code, and it trains itself, I may not be able to explain it. So there was an example where a publication ban was put on a case of a a minor, and it still made it onto Google, because Google users kept Googling this kid's name and the crime, and Google learned it. And when Google was called to explain it, they went, "Uh, we don't know. Uh, How did that happen?
0: Uh, It's crazy. It really is. I mean, Brave new world, scary new world. Doctor, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Okay, thanks, Shay. Thank you. That's Dr. Tom Keenan, who is the author of the best-selling book, Techno Creep.